in today's show, we've got news about Disney Family Sing-Along Volume Dose. Uh, Disney's developing a live-action Hercules. Hercules! Hercules! And uh, we got some news about some meetups, some contests, and some headline news. All in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Okay. I was trying to do a completely themed Star Wars. It's just not enough Star Wars stuff to talk about. No. No, there's not. There's a pandemic going on. If it wasn't a pandemic, I'm sure Disney would have gone a little bit overboard, but I think they were dialing it back a little bit. Disney go overboard on something? No. No. <laughs> well, I got a lime. <laughs> May the force be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Um, whether you're planning a family vacation or a romantic getaway, a destination wedding, or maybe you want to take a Star Wars cruise, you want to talk to our friends over at Destinations to Travel and let them be your guide for your dream vacation. I know it seems crazy during the pandemic to be thinking about a vacation, but life will change and go back to somewhat normal. I promise you that. Um, they're your go-to one-stop shop for every travel need you can think of. And they have a very special... Uh, uh, adventure by Disney that you might be interested in. Uh, you can go check out all the amazing places in Southern California like Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Walt Disney Archives, Walt Disney Imagineering, and you have the opportunity to have dinner with a, G- a Disney legend Bob Gurr and Garner Holt, as well as our good friend Jeff Barnes and our eh, friend Tony Cortese for dinner. He's more Tony's friend than mine uh, for dinner at Steakhouse 55 at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa. Tony, you'll see that. You still got it. Um, this is all happening August 2nd through the 7th, uh, 2020, God willing. <laughs> Uh, and you can you can let your our friends know at destinations of travel by going to disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash the letter D the number two that's disneyparkspodcast.com forward slash the letter D the number two travel fill out a quick little say let us know that you want to go on the adventure by Disney or let us know where you want to go for your travel adventure and someone from destinations of travel will get in touch with you shortly and uh and you can let them be your guide for all the magical adventures that you can dream up. So, um, yeah. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Good. How about you? Uh, talking about cruises, I heard uh, Carnival is starting up uh, in August. Out of oh. Heard that. Heard that, too. Texas, Miami. Port Canaveral. And some other place. Maybe Port Canaveral. No, I'm telling you, Port Canaveral. Yeah. Yeah, because we're we're looking. We are looking. That's gonna be great. Yeah. I don't want to be on a a virus container. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, the first few weeks will be iffy, but um, 
if you're looking for a discount for a cruise, that'd probably be a great time to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think also, uh, there's a sense of delay, but I think there's some that obviously limited classes. Let's take it down pretty fast. Oh, that'd be amazing. Be like on a cruise ship with nobody but yourself. More room in the pool and the hot tub. That'd be great. More alcohol. <laughs> so that'd be kind of fun. Uh-huh. Well, maybe uh, there won't be any. That is accurate. Uh, so what have you done today to celebrate Star Wars Day other than play the Star Wars theme periodically? Uh, <laughs> I see how I set you up for that. I uh, I watched the Mandalorian gallery thing. Yeah, nice. Uh, I changed my Disney Plus uh, avatar. Saw that. One of the new ones. Yep, yep. Uh, I watched uh, Skywalker again for the uh, third, fourth time, I think now. Rise of Skywalker? Yep, Rise of Skywalker. Nice. And, uh, and then, just for fun today... <laughs> I just was, I was trying to help Disney. Uh, every device I own was streaming some kind of Star Wars thing. Every television in my house, every device, I just had it streaming something Star Wars. I think, you know what? I'm going to give Disney a little boost of energy today. Yeah. Uh, you know, for their, for their efforts. They need it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to kick them when they were down. So I just turned on hey. every device and made it stream something Star Wars. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciated that. I'll get a call maybe from Bob or Bob. Dear, dear Tony Castleman. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for the solid effort. Here's your point zero 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 point. Yeah. A penny. If, if we if we say thank you, will you stop sending us email? <laughs> Dear Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dear Bob, thank you for your email address and the answer would be no. The answer is uh, uh no, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, so it's uh what did you do, Disney Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> well, I got a buddy of mine that does a uh a video show uh in the morning for um claremont and the, the county that i live in oh. and he reached out last night and he says hey i'd like to have you on the show talk about galaxy's edge and star wars stuff oh. so I was interviewed today but we wound up oddly enough for the majority of the time we wound up talking about disney oh. you know when's it going to open and mm. you know, what we can expect and i'm like i have no idea i don't work for disney yeah <laughs> But we talked about that. Um, you know, I played some Disney or some some uh, Star Wars stuff along the way. We wore Star Wars all day. Um, looking forward to today, and yeah. you know, that's about it. It's just a regular working day. Yeah, we're twinning today. Twinning. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not often. I mean, we do have the same shirts. Very rare that we yeah. ever wear the same yeah. shirt. Uh, but today, I mean, we had like a what a one in three chance. Right. I'm trying to think, do we own it? Oh, there are, I can't even think of the other. There's this one. Uh, there's the uh, the Skywalker Mickey, oh, yeah. and there's Mary Sithmas. Oh yes, that so, is yeah. my favorite. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that too. Yeah. So, uh, so other than that, how about we just go ahead and get into the <laughs> the new. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Well, Disney's introduced cloth masks and donations for families and communities in need. 
and probably prepping everybody for coming back to the parks. Mm-hmm. Disney's committed to serving the communities where we all live and work during these challenging times. Disney's uh, using the power of their timeless stories and beloved characters to address guests' needs. Following the CDC's recent recommendations to wear cloth face coverings in public settings, Disney's introducing non-medical reusable cloth face masks featuring Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars characters in the United States available for pre-order now at shopdisney.com. If you can get on to shopdisney.com, it's been a rough day for Shop Disney today. Uh, to further help those in need, Disney is donating one million, one million cloth face masks for children and families that under deserve undes- underserved and vulnerable. It's weird seeing that right now. Underserved and vulnerable communities across the United States, including California and Florida, that will be drastic uh, distributed. Sorry, distributed by MedShare. Uh, Disney will also donate all profits from the sales in the United States of Disney. Disney's face mask to MedShare up to one million dollars now through September 1st of 2020. The cloth face we can't even talk today. The cloth face masks are available for $19.99 for a four-pack. <laughs> And feature a wide range of fan favorites, including Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Anna, Elsa, Woody, and Buzz Lightyear, the Avengers, the child, affectionately known as Baby Yoda, and more. The cloth face masks align with the FDA's latest recommendations on the non-surgical, non-industrial grade face masks. You can pre-order the face cloth face masks available in small, medium, and large sizes. Now at ShopDisney.com in the United States for estimated shipping in June. Care instructions include washing and fitting guidelines can be found on Disney uh, shopdisney.com site. Disney's cloth face masks are just one example of the company's committed uh, commitment to help communities in need during the current health care crisis. I'm going to let that slide. As part of its new uh, $5 million in-kind no-dation, no, hang on, I can read. Give me a second. As part of the nearly $5 million in-kind donations benefit communities around the globe, the Disney community has already donated more than 195 masks to the state of Nuevo York, California, Florida, and Washington, D.C., which is not a state. And one 175,000 rain ponchos to hospitals in need of additional protective garments. So good on you, Disney. Uh, Did you buy any? No, man. I didn't know these were there. I couldn't have gone on shopdisney.com today if I wanted to, Uh, which I did, and I couldn't. Yeah, they released these a couple days ago. I bought the uh, Pixar pack, obviously. Um, And I bought them. I'm thinking to myself, well, if I go to the park, I have an N95 mask. That's not really washable. And if I'm going to the park, I'm probably going to be hot and sweaty. It's going to get all sticky and yucky and blah, blah, blah. And knowing me, I'm going to try and eat a, you know, a Mickey bar with it on. And I'll ruin the whole mask. So if you let me get these cross lines, at least they're washable, you know. And right. it's a four-pack. So if I go four days in a row, at least I can, you know, throw them in the wash every day and uh, make sure that I'm, I'm wearing a new one. So you think this is going to be a a mandatory? Oh, yeah. Masks will be mandatory. No doubt about it. And it would be interesting if they're going to sell these like a little kiosk out front for people (laughs) that don't have one or didn't bring one. If they're going to make it mandatory, they're going to have to. Yeah. Or give them something. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, the uh, family sing-along must have been very, very successful. The ratings must have been very, very high because Disney is doing round two. Mm. Okay. Uh, ABC just revealed that the first round of celebrity guests joining the Disney family sing-along volume two, uh, taking to their living room studios and kitchen stages to sing beloved Disney melodies. What the nation are... Uh, let's start with uh, A Whole New World, uh, Adina Manzel and Ben Platt. Nice. Who's Ben Platt? Uh, ben Platt has done uh, a few different things. I, okay. I can't pop my head out. I know the name. Okay. Just can't think of what he's done. Uh, almost there with Chloe X, Haley, and Annika Rose. Nori Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Seth Rogen. I know him. I hope he's not stoned while he's trying to sing that. Hakuna Matata. Uh, Billy Leitner. Uh, featuring Donald Glover and Walter Russell. The third. Billy Eichner. Eichner. Billy Eichner was uh, oh, those were the two guys that did it in the movie. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Think so. Uh, Part of Your World by uh, Halsey. Uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls by Rebel Wilson. Oh, oh that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a freaking nightmare. I'm pulling up uh, uh, Remember Me by Miguel. <laughs> Step in Time and Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious with uh, Derek Huff, Julianne Huff, and Ellie Ebert. Close. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be a dance number, don't you think? Step in Time? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, please don't screw that up. Uh, try Everything with Shakira. Oh, 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 try Everything. Oh, 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 oh. Try Everything. Oh, They're going to have to probably just shoot her from the waist up because Disney's not going to allow her. Yeah, from the waist up. From the waist up, it'll be, you know. Uh, Then, uh, When Am I Older by Josh Gad. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll Be in My Heart will be Disney on Broadway movie stars Merle Dandridge, uh, Heather Headley, Adam Jacobs, uh, Casey Levy, Tara Lindsay, Kevin Massey, and Josh Strickland. My boy Josh Strickland. I know. He's a... he usually sings You'll Be In My Heart. He's done it on the Broadway thing uh, for Flower and Garden or whatever. Or nice. Art Festival. Yep. Uh, Zero to Hero with Kiki Palma. Kiki. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, ABC uh, announced Enchanting Reprise the Disney Family Singalong. This will be Sunday, May 10th. <coughs> nice. This Sunday? Yes? Uh, um, yes, it will be. Uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time uh, with the beloved Ryan No Talent Seacrest. Boo! to host the start of the performance. Uh, in center that home choreography and even more Disney magic, the animated Mickey will also return to guide your on-screen lyrics, allowing audiences, families, and roommates and loved ones to follow along in perfect harmony with their favorite celebrities as they sing the last uh, Disney melody. The national... <laughs> The nationwide sing-along will air on Mother's Day as part of ABC's Sunday night programming. 
the Disney Fan Channel of Volume 2 will be available to stream on Disney Plus if you can't make it for some strange reason in the days that follow. Uh, this will also raise awareness about Feeding America's fast network of resources for people in the country who are finding themselves under familiar circumstances and facing hunger for the first time since this COVID next are we going to try and stream again? Have a stream party, a watch party? I, I think we should probably try to make that work. Maybe a little different way than before. I don't. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we don't. Are know. you going to work on that, or you want me to figure it out? Uh, why don't you figure? That out? Okay. And then let me know how we can do that. Uh, uh, do you have the Zoom thing? I have a Zoom account, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, well, you do that. That'd be great. Okay. We'll work on something else here on the side. Okay. Uh, we just got done doing uh, a few shows for Patreon. We do uh, we do two shows, uh, the Extra Mech and the Extra Extra Magic Hour shows for our $5 patrons. And if you come in at the $10 patronage, we not only do those two shows, but we also do the Disney Plus podcast where we talk about all the news and rumors and stuff coming to Disney Plus. That's a lot of fun. But the whole point is if you like what we do here and want to support the show, the best way to do that is go over to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. Ask for a lot, just a few, a couple bucks a month. It does add up and it does help us tremendously uh, for hosting and some of the events that we do uh, require us to pay ahead of time sometimes. Uh, So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that'd be great. We've added a new $3 level. Uh, If you don't want to hear any ads at all, we can take those right out. We also have a level. If you like the Disney by the numbers t-shirt club, you thought about getting in that, or maybe you're already there. Uh, plus you'd also like to join up with be on Patreon. We try to give you a, I'll uh, cut you a little bit of a break so you can come in at $35. You get all the Patreon shows. Plus you get one Disney by the numbers t-shirt of your size choice per month. You don't have to worry about anything. It just gets sent to you. So that's, that's over there as well. So come visit us at patreon.com slash Parks podcast. All right. Last week we had a trivia question, John. It was what year did the Fort Wilderness Railroad stop operating? Mm. What year did it open? I can't tell you. Probably got probably stopped working the <laughs> so I don't know. Go ahead and tell everybody what the answer. It was nineteen seventy nine. And unfortunately oh. we did not get anybody with the answer. People were close. But not correct. Wow. All right. Uh, this week's trivia question is listen carefully. What type of ticket did you need in 1972 uh-huh, uh-huh. to ride the attraction if you had wings? An air ticket. Very close. It was the year after Walt Disney World opened, 1972. What type of ticket did you have to have to ride if you had wings? If you know the correct answer, send that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, Tony, did you know Disney's developing a live action Hercules remake? I'm shocked. <laughs> Listen. Just make an announcement, Disney. We are going to remake every animated film in our right. library. Just say yeah, it. Just cool. say it. We'll, we'll, at least we'll know. 
We're going to remake all of them, all yeah. the good ones. We're not going to remake any of the crappy ones. So right. those of you who are like, oh, come on, Black Cauldron, yeah. it's not going to happen. Right. You know, the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that Disney, under their Agbo production company, is working in a live action remake of the 1997 animated film Hercules. Now, here's where the story actually takes a spin for the crazy. Joe and Anthony Russo, <laughs> who Wait, headed up, those who, are the guys that did uh, the, the Marvel. Correct. Who head up Agbo will produce the film. The Russo brothers directed the last two Avengers films, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. And according to sources, the Russos will produce, but not direct. Uh, The Russos also just uh, produced the movie, The Extraction, that's taking out on uh, uh, Netflix, starring Thor's Chris Hemsworth. It was okay. It wasn't great. I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Okay. Dave Callahan, who wrote the upcoming Marvel Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, as well as the Expendables films, will write the script. So let's just let that sink in for a second. The Expendables and Hercules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's too early to tell if the live-action Hercules will take the non-musical action film route of the up- as uh, the upcoming Mulan or hold to its musical score like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin did. I'm thinking not. I'm thinking it's going to be an action film. Hmm. I'm sure the music will be there, but it won't be like, Mm. let's break out in song. Well, they have done musicals for some of them. Sure. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be one of them. Okay. (laughs) But that's just my... My opinion. Like, uh, you probably don't think, like, the remake of Milan is a musical. It's probably more of an action adventure. That's what it says. It's not a musical. Yeah. Yeah, It's not a musical. Yeah. Hmm. So we're not going to get the, I'll make a man out of you, be a man. Right. Uh, uh, uh. T.I. will do a little post-movie, you know, pop of it. It'd be great. Right. That'd be great. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, Listen, this guy is, I think, my spirit animal. (laughs) He's from Alabama. I doubt it. He did what we've all wanted to do. Really? I think so. There's a man who faces trespassing charges. Not facing. He is trespassed (laughs) charges after being found. You ready? Wait for it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking camping I'm... on Walt Disney World's Discovery Island. <laughs> Honey, I can't take this COVID-19 anymore. I'm out of here. I'm going camping. <laughs> okay, so, see ya. <laughs> so read the story because I've got questions. Okay. So I got a lot of questions too. Uh, a man was arrested on Thursday. This is last Thursday. After Walt Disney World security... I don't know how, discovered that he was, there was a person camping on Discovery Island, which had been abandoned for the last 20 years. Disney called in the Orange County uh, Sheriff's deputies who searched the area on foot, by boat, and by helicopter. (laughs) Finding Richard McGuire, 42 years old, McGuire claimed that he didn't hear the deputies calling for him using the loudspeaker because he had been sleeping inside a building on the island. 
<laughs> McGuire must have been a soundproof building. <laughs> McGuire said that he had been camping since Monday <laughs> or Tuesday. He wasn't sure. And that he planned on staying about a week on the tropical paradise, which he didn't know was off limits. <laughs> tropical paradise with all those snakes and things that want to kill Gators you. and yeah. <laughs> In addition to being banned from returning to Walt Disney World property, McGuire was also arrested and charged with trespassing. All right. So what are your questions, John? <laughs> so here's this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, we've got a guy on uh, the island there. It looks like he's camping out. Uh, you think we should go check it out? Yeah, we should go check it out. Okay, here we go. And the guy didn't hear any of that. <laughs> he heard none of that. Okay, here's my question. How did uh, Disney security f- see him? Because from the oh, road, yeah. from Vista, you cannot see the island. There's a whole bunch of trees that block the island from the road, which he, he leads me fire. to believe they were doing a boat no boat search of the island. No, I think he I think he made a campfire and they saw the smoke. It was like, wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen. He's in a building. What campfire? <laughs> I I th- I th- I think they were I think they were out there in boats just doing a security check of the, you know, everything and they're like, "Hey, I can see the guy go, "Hey, uh <laughs> Uh, I, I think I see a guy on Discovery Island. Hey, Bob, have you been drinking again? No, I quit drinking years ago. But I see somebody on the island. <laughs> First of all. And the fact that they put the sheriff's copter in the air. <laughs> First of all, what did did you pack food? Did you think you were going to go out and hunt on the island? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe brought a lot of spam and a lot of... Uh, uh, ramen noodle, spam, <laughs> spam ramen noodle, which you had to cook, which would have been a fire, which there would have been smoke. But I'm just—he could have brought his own little Bunsen burner, <laughs> yeah, his own little, little Coleman stove, little Sterno thing. Yeah, I totally see that. Um, so the entire place is closed. I'm going to go camping. How did he get to the island? How did he get to? Where did he park his car? Where did he park his car? How did he get there? How did he get to the island? Uh, did he have his own little boat? His own little dinghy. Right. Was he was he going potty? You know, uh, in Bay Lake. No, Bay Lake. <laughs> Yet another reason to never go swimming in Bay Lake. <laughs> you just, you just gotta wonder. And a buddy of mine is from Alabama. He forwards me this story when it broke. He said he's from Alabama. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, well, you should be. Go dogs. Sick them. Yeah. I, listen. I, <sighs> He's my spirit now. I'd love to camping on uh, Discover Island or or just get on the island to see what's left over there. I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going camping there. I don't know if he's my spirit animal because yeah. it's just a, like a not smart person, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, OK, here we go. This is going to be the one that we're going to talk. Florida governor announces phase one of his reopening plan, which started today. Who knew? Uh, Ron DeSantis, Florida's governor, has announced that the phase one of his plan to reopen the state will begin on May 4th, which is today. He updated the rules, which would be in place except for Miami-Dade, of course, Broward County, and Palm Beach. Right. The dumbest counties in Florida. 
I'm sorry. If you live there, I apologize. They're the dumbest counties in Florida. They screw the elections up. You don't know how to drive. And you don't know what happens when a hurricane comes. You've, just saying. you've got the Florida-Bama area, too. Uh, no, no comment. They have more guns than we do. Okay, so um, phase one does not specifically address Florida's theme parks. However, uh, it does provide the updated rules on retail and dining. So restaurants can, they have the choice to, open with six foot uh, social distancing for outdoor seating and 25% capacity for indoor. So 25% of the people uh, could be inside or you could have open with six foot social distancing rules in place. Retail establishments can reopen with 25% capacity. Walmarts and Targets have been screwing on that one all day long. Uh, Elective surgeries can resume. School campuses will not reopen and will remain on distance learning. Visits to senior facilities will still not be allowed until a testing procedure can be implemented. (sighs) Bars are still closed. (laughs) So it's a BYOB to your favorite but gyms are still closed. Yeah. And hair salons are still closed. Well, how do I cut somebody's hair six feet away? <laughs> Movie theaters are still closed. Yes. And those over 65 and or at risk should remain home. Yes. While not mandating them, uh, Governor DeSantis recommended that the wearing of face masks when social distancing can't be uh, maintained. Does that make sense to you? No. DeSantis said that moving to a phase two would be based on both hospital capacity and the lack of any major surge in cases during phase one. He suggested that phase two would begin in weeks, not months, which is good to hear. Mm -hmm. Phase one begins today as we record this on Monday. Some governments have tighter restrictions that remain in place or would need to be lifted. Right. So, yeah, kids. It's interesting, right? I think phase two would be allowing restaurants to get to 50 percent, which I I think they're all jonesing for. Yeah. So. Uh, a buddy of mine was at a restaurant today. He was excited because he was eating somewhere other than his own home, uh, which is a big deal. Listen, my dishwasher gets used now more than my shower. <laughs> oh, shocking. <laughs> totally. Hey, it's Monday. I took a shower today. It's the first of the right. mo- first week of the month. I got to clean myself off, get, get April off me and move on to May. Kids, he takes a shower every day, whether he needs it or not. Maybe she's just getting the dishwasher with the dishes at the end of the day. I would love to see you try. I would love to see. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, uh, John, it's Tony. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Um, Trapped in the dishwasher. Could you come to my house? Yeah, but I'm bringing a film crew. (laughs) All right. Uh, the Orange County Task Force says uh, Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando can open at their own discretion. Yeah, buddy. Nothing like giving the keys to the 
hen house to the fox. <laughs> well, they've already proven that they're not going to do anything crazy. Yeah. Uh, Orange County Economic uh, Recovery Task Force held a meeting which included initial guidelines and mandates for reopening the land of theme parks. Uh, the task force had four additional meetings also scheduled. Uh, as we know, the theme parks in Central Florida play a vital part in Orange County and the country uh, basically uh, they require specific consideration with regards to reopening the task force appears to be extending more uh, leniency to the larger theme parks such as Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando uh, as they know the ins and outs and the specific business better than anyone else. Right. Chuck Whitehall, president of Unicorp, I'm not sure what that is, uh, read a statement uh, read, read a statement in one of uh, the calls last week, and Tom Malunzo, uh, senior vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts and Transportation Operations, put together. <laughs> Okay, it's interesting. Uh, theme yeah. parks and other venues uh, of that magnitude shall each develop their own specific and unique set of guidelines following the CDC's recommendations and using best practices that will protect the life, health, and safety of their employees and their guests. <laughs> they will also be permitted to open at their own discretion with their internal determination levels of safe capacities throughout various phases. Nice. Uh, Whitehall continued on to say that due to the theme park's corporate responsibility and how they closed their parks after guidelines were released by the CDC, they will be able to phase in their own reopenings. He also stated that he believes when guests feel safe, they will be uh, going to show up, and if they don't, they won't. Okay? <laughs> that- <laughs> if guests feel safe, they'll show up. If they don't, they, don't they won't. They won't. <laughs> Hello, Captain Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's a chairperson. <laughs> that's that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah. Uh, they will surely be sharing uh, opinions in social media and elsewhere. Uh, Mayor uh, Je- uh, Jerry Dennings also on the call agreed that uh, when smaller businesses throughout the community, such as shops and restaurants are starting to reopen, Disney can follow suit with their own shops and their restaurants as their essentials, uh, essentially a city of their own. The -hmm. actual theme parks will need a bit more planning, obviously. So all of this is on uh, the YouTube channel. You go to YouTube and then search for Orange County, Florida, and they have all of these sessions live on their YouTube channel if you want to see them uh, ad nauseum. So, but um, uh, somebody was talking about today uh, the liability factor. And I think that's what these large corporations are trying to, you know, struggle with is if they do open up the parks and somebody does get COVID and then possibly dies from right. said disease, right. who is liable? Is that person liable? Are they taking the risk because they came out during a pandemic? Or are these companies, airlines, restaurants, theme parks, are they responsible because they didn't supply said masks or gloves or sanitizers or whatever? Uh, and, you know, is liability on them? I think that's what these two places are struggling with probably uh, the most right now is if something happens, who's going to get 
Right. You know, I mean, there are crazy suits now for at, at Disney and, and I'm sure Universal. This just opens up Pandora's box, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, there's going to have to be a point where they all have to say, you know, when you walk in these gates, mm-hmm. you know, utilizing this ticket, you agree to a certain amount of responsibility. Life. Yeah. You have the responsibility. If you're here, you, you know, this is the way it is. We can't guarantee, you know, um, but here's the thing. And I, and I don't want to, I don't mean to be, to talk about gross stuff, but you, you know, it makes sense. You know, the bathrooms at Disney haven't always been the cleanest. Mm-hmm. And those places are kind of cesspools for germs. Right. And there's no. They're good hard surfaces where a virus can live for days. Right. There's there's no concern over that. Well, now it's like, oh, it's a COVID-19, COVID-19. Well, yeah. What about influenza? Mm -hmm. You know, what about some of these other things that can kill you as well? But we're not worried about that. So, I mean, I I think there's just going to have to be some personal responsibility that we all take on this. And, you know, um, just because here's here's the thing, folks, just because Disney reopens doesn't mean you have to go right right away. I know self-control is a beast. I get it. Yep. You know, and I'm a Disney fan and it's going to be hard for me not to go. But just because they reopen doesn't mean you need to jump in your car and go. Right. So. And I, I think the question for most people that don't live in Orlando, I mean, we do so we can just drive there. Right. Is when will you feel OK getting in a airport and then getting on a flying covid tube <laughs> i think i think <laughs> and, for me and coming to another place you know? right if it were me i think there'd be a 21 after the date <laughs> no <laughs> 2021 right. sounds about right uh, uh, but i don't know i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see Speaking of COVID-19 tubes, mm-hmm. Southwest Airlines is already pointing fingers. Uh, Southwest Airlines CEO says, and I'm quoting, Disney World needs to open, end quote, for travel to resume. This is all Disney's fault. Uh, unless you travel for business, if you're a Disney fan, chances are most of your flights end up at MCO. Mm-hmm. Or LAX, if you're going to Disneyland. Right. There's a reason why the longstanding joke calling MCO the mouse corporate office uh, still exists. Families and groups traveling to Walt Disney World comprise a huge portion of flights, which makes sense. Yep. While passenger traffic to Orlando's International Airport is down 97%, companies like Southwest Airlines are scrambling to fill seats inside their COVID tubes. Right. I mean, airplanes. In a recent article in USA Today, it was revealed that Southwest Airlines is only filling up 6% of seats uh, in the month of April, and a number that isn't expected to surpass 10% in the month of May. Hmm. In an interview with CNBC, Southwest CEO Gary Kelly, never ever trust a man with two first names, uh, stated that traffic levels are next to zero at this point. He emphasized the need for attractions to reopen and new safety measures to be implemented across airports and inside aircraft. Inside aircraft, buddy. That's where you should focus on your, your job. That's your gig. <laughs> Quote, they need to have something to be able to do on, when they get there. Well, no crap, bro. 
Uh, Otherwise, you just stay at home, right? <laughs> so Disney World needs to open back up. Restaurants need to open back up. Look, and I said this in the earlier story, just because they open back up doesn't mean that we need to be rushing out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who will. Yeah. There's a lot of people who ain't gonna. Travelers need to have a sub- substantive reason to travel. Plus, they need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Heightened health and safety protocols, such as wearing a face mask, using hand sanitizer, preliminary testing at TSA checkpoints, plexiglass partitions at all service desks, personal protection equipment kits for passengers, and spacing out seating arrangements inside planes all need to be implemented over the next few months in order for airlines to financially recover. I don't know who wrote this, story, mm. but I'll tell you this. If they haven't already planned this out, they're wasting their time. Yeah. Should have been already doing all this. <laughs> Given the unprecedented rate of trip collations, Southwest may be seeing some downsizing of things don't improve by July. Online airline CEOs like Ed Bastian of Delta claim that financial recovery for airlines may take as long as three years. Right, right. And, and it may. Yeah. But you better get it right or the, 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 uh, the world will not trust you. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. I know. I know there's an Italian company talking to uh, some of the American airlines about two different types of airplane configurations. Uh, there's even a company. Uh, what did she, what did she call them? Uh, she called them uh, off officicles. Uh, so how to, how to, you know, help uh, offices get back to, you know, putting people in them where they're kind of, you know, six feet away from each other and they have their own space. Right. You know? So they'll figure it out. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Simple. Yeah. Somebody's got to give the green light and then they'll all go and figure it out and then they'll get it done. Yep. Uh, you said you had a friend in Alabama. Did he uh, send you a case of this? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he doesn't live near where they bottle it. Uh, and I did ask. I thought it. that happened in Georgia. I thought that was the big Coke plant. Well, well, that's where the headquarters is, but that's not where all bottles of Coke are made. Uh, like um, Dothan, Alabama is where a lot of the bottles of Coke are made for the South mm. South Alabama area. Mm. But Coke is, made, Coke is made bottled all over. Yeah. It's usually made locally. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so there's a local grocery store in Alabama selling pallets, pallets, pallets of the themed Coca-Cola products from the store with Skalski Edge uh, during uh, the Disney park closures. Since the big reveal during uh, Star Wars Celebration in 2019, leading up to the opening of the Star Wars Galaxy Edge, the land's exclusively themed Coca-Cola products uh, have made headlines more times than you'd expect for a sphere of soda. First first came the uh, overall mystery and intrigue of these little themed beverages designed to look like uh, thermal detonators from the Star Wars universe. Uh, with their names even written in Arabesh. Written here. Uh, then came the controversy, a very uh, uh, short-lived TSA ban, because they didn't know what they were. Uh, now that the parks are closed, these refreshment orbs have uh, relegated to the local grocery store and... It's not so cutesy Trader Joe's. So Twitter users uh, took to social media sharing their findings. The cost of a 12-pack 
a 12 pack costs a little over 6.99 which is what Disney charges for one so that tells you what the markup is okay they were selling 12 for 6.99 where we only get one for 6.99 uh, all three soft drink varieties were available, Coca-Cola, Diet Coke, and Sprite. Uh, it seems that Dasani water never made it or may have been donated to other cause, uh, uh, causes during the closure. Um, they were printed with an expiration date of April 20th, so apparently they were trying to get rid of these things before they expired, too. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, if you're in Hartford, Alabama area... Uh, the store where these were spotted is called Tate's Supermarket. And if it's unclear if many are left or, you know, given that it went to social media, there's probably nothing left. Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> like, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> go get me some of that Coca-Cola and a thermal detonator. Detonator. <laughs> uh, whereas normally you'd venture out to Galaxy's Edge and get your uh, George. So, yeah. I, interesting, right? Yeah. I'll bet they're cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we were saying it's. It was six ninety nine for a twelve pack, and yeah, we get right. one for six ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no weird. Yeah, in fact, there was something crawling in my thing. I was like, "Oh crap! Murder! Murder hornet! <laughs> Kill a bee!" I wasn't ready for that. That was weird. Kill a bee! Man, those things are terrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, super cheap. And I mean, that's a huge deal. I wonder how much trouble Coca-Cola got into or that bottling cup, that bottling plant got into. For all I'm that. sure they said, listen, Disney, we got tons of this stuff that's expiring. Do you want it or do you want us to sell it? No, they probably said, do you want it? Disney said, no. They were like, OK, we're selling it. <laughs> I probably didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness, not permission. That's right. Um, all right. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker began streaming. <laughs> Star Wars. Okay, so the people who are listening can't hear that. So hopefully, oh. it can't. Uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker began streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, Disney announced that Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker would begin streaming on May fourth, and according to Disney, the May fourth release is two months earlier than previously scheduled. The arrival of Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker to the streaming service will mean that the complete Skywalker saga will be available to the service subscribers. Subscribers. The recent announcement, uh, the recently announced eight episode behind the scenes documentary series, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian will also begin streaming, but they're only putting that out like once a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you saw a lot of that today. Yes. So they're dropping behind the scenes stuff too, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah. yeah if you're a Mandalorian fan, this is a... Uh... This is the crack you need uh, before <laughs> the next uh, part comes out. Yeah, in October, and I don't think uh, was it going to be six of them. So this is only going to be six weeks worth of content, and then we're going to go radio silence until October. So, or maybe yeah. longer if they can't get to production. What? Or longer? I yeah. was going to say longer. Yeah. So just hang on to these. You may not want to watch them all at once. <laughs> Yes. You may want to go one one a month to get to October. 
That's right. Use them wisely. Yes. <laughs> when you feel a Mandalorian Jonesing, come on, pull out an episode. <laughs> That's right. All right. So uh, let's talk about California's reopening phases for Disneyland. Uh, the California governor, Gavin Newsom. And listen, there are two governors that pulled their weight during this. And Newsom's one and uh, Como's the other. You know, coast to coast bookends. God bless you. That's right. Sorry. Uh he laid out his four phases for reopening, uh, which gave everybody a better idea of the long-term plan for the state and what it looks like. Uh, they'll put a, a disclaimer at the front of this section uh, of the post saying that it's possible, possible that Disneyland could be exempt from any government phases. And wow. if they're, they're going to do the same thing we're, they're doing down here, it could be the same thing there. Right. Uh, well, it's very, very likely that uh, Disney will follow the directions of the government and the health officials. Uh, they were pre- previously given an exemption for a large gathering a ban that Newsom put in place before the closure. So, of mm. course, this caused backlash for a few hours and then it was re, uh, re- relevant. Uh, so they uh, Disney. So we anticipated that Disney will follow reopening plans that is put forth. So here's the planned phases. Phase one, making uh, an essential workforce environment as safe as possible. Non-essential businesses remain closed. Mm. So obviously Disney is not essential. Well, depends on who you ask. Yes. <laughs> it ain't a hospital. Yeah. Look at yeah. If you're asking a Disney fan, they're going to tell you, yes, it is very essential. <laughs> yep, totally. Um, phase two would be creating opportunities for low risk sectors to adopt and reopen. Modified school programs and child care could reopen. Remember, this is California. Uh, phase three would be creating opportunities for high risk sectors to adopt and reopen. And then phase four is return to expanded workforce in high risk workplaces requiring therapeutics. Uh, so according to the comments from the California Public Health Officer, uh, large sporting events will be allowed in phase three, but without audiences. Mm. So what's the point? Right. <laughs> it is unlikely that Disneyland would open if large sporting events are unable to welcome guests. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, with the Disneyland reopening in phase three, unlikely, uh, they took to phase four, where officials says that conventions and sporting events with audiences can resume. Newsom said that California is still months away from phase four, which could align with earlier comments made by the governor indicating that Disneyland would uh, wouldn't open this summer. Ooh. It is unclear that uh, changes uh, Disneyland might have to make to uh, the guest experience to reopen, but we assume that Disneyland will adopt and implement procedures put in place at Walt Disney World uh, with all of the information they have so far. It looks like Walt Disney World will open before Disneyland, and we don't have dates for either, so we don't know. Wow. So... We'll have to sit tight and pay attention. That's right. We don't know what we don't know. Until we know it. That's right. That's interesting. Disney World would reopen before Disneyland. Yeah. It's crazy. 
I thought they would have done it the other way, but yeah, no kidding. That's what I would think. Yeah. California opened way before Florida, yeah. but you know, we're a world destination, right? <laughs> uh, permits have been filed for 11 brand new buildings at Disney's Flamingo Crossings, right down the way from where I live. Uh, Disney's filed a permit for 11 new shell buildings for their Flamingo Crossings development west of Disney World. The permit lists whole construction. <laughs> Uh, a common Disney contractor for the that will take place in the heart of an upcoming town center. While there are no details as to the tenants of the new shelf, the permit does list some street addresses that don't exist yet, such as Amber Street Lane, Sugar Bell Drive, Ruby Red Place. Even though the streets don't exist, the partial IDs match a swath of land that's yet to be developed. Well, wow. uh, there's area photos that you can see. There are some hotels under construction around the uh, perimeter road uh, of the empty lot that we used for the be used for the construction of the 11 shell building. Uh, previous uh, previously filed permits list a Wendy's, a 7-Eleven, a Hess and Walgreens as future tenants in the general area. We also know that a target is planned for the area. Now this is the target that's going to have the Disney store right. built into it. The test Disney store, the, what do they call? It's not the model, but the prototype prototype. Uh, so that's going to be kind of cool. There's also a massive complex nearby that will be used by Disney college program. Hey, ever get to come back. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's what's going on over there. I, I drive by it occasionally, not as much as I used to, mm. Uh, but it's going to be amazing. And if they ever finish the connecting road, it'll be glorious. Close. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. big complex that they're building out there. It's, it's huge. It's very big. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I don't think they really used all the parcels up yet. <clears throat> I think oh, there's no. a lot of it not has not been developed or used yet. There's a ton of space between uh, Avalon Road and um, Flamingo. Yeah. Crossing. Ton yeah. of space. Yeah. Ton of stuff. <laughs> So that whole area, I mean, back there and then uh, what are they calling that? Horizon West is yeah. uh, massively being developed. It's crazy what's going on back there. Yeah. Um, all right. So Bob Iger is reportedly performing certain CEO uh, roles uh, during this COVID crisis. <laughs> poor, poor Bob C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob Chappick, where are you? It's like, where's Waldo? Where's Bob Chappick? Uh, ben Smith of the New York Times is reporting that Bob Iger has taken back certain CEO roles from uh, Mr. Chappick uh, amid the corona crisis. Uh, Bob Iger officially stepped down as CEO on February 25th and then took it back, what, on February 26th? <laughs> Something like that. No, yes, no, yes, no. Nope, yes, maybe. Mm, mm, I think I'm going to keep it. Uh, taking over the role. However, the pandemic has caused Iger to return to many aspects of the role. Uh, so from the article in the New York Times, Mr. Iger is now intensely focused on uh, remaking a company that will emerge. He believes deeply changing the crisis. Uh, the sketch he has drawn for associates offers a glimpse at the post-pandemic future. It's a Disney with fewer employees <clears throat> by Ooh. far. <clears throat> they're going to... 
They laid off a hundred thousand of the corporate employees. I think. <laughs> wow. I don't think all of them are coming back. Uh, leading the new and uncertain business on how to gather people safely uh, for entertainment, uh, Mr. Iger. Meanwhile, is trying to figure out what the company will look like after the crisis. One central uh, challenge is to establish best practices for the company and the industry on how to bring people back to the parks uh, and rides while avoiding virus spread using measures like taking visitors temperatures, which I think is a poor measurement. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Iger also sees this as a moment. Uh, He has told associates to look across the business and permanently change how it operates. He's told them that he anticipates ending expensive old school television practices like advertising upfronts and producing pilots for programs that may never air. Disney is also likely to reopen with less office space. He's also, yeah, everybody's going to work from home. Been doing it for 15 years, Bob. Thanks. Uh, he's also told two people that he anticipated that the company will be having fewer employees. Mr. Iger said uh, in an email Sunday evening that he had no recollection of ever saying that and that he expected a smaller workforce regardless of any decision about staffing reductions will be made by his successor he added so mm. if you want to this is just a glimpse of the article if you want to read the entire thing uh go to the new york times.com and they have this entire article that uh this guy interviewed Iger, and uh, kind of gives you a glimpse at what bob is thinking at least that Bob is thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I didn't see any comments of Chapik. So apparently, Iger's still handling the media portion of the CEO role. Would it surprise anybody out there in the listening audience if Bob Chapik was an animatronic that failed miserably, and Bob Iger's having to step back in, going, "Damn it!" Is he the uh, CEO of Yetis? <laughs> <laughs> Disco (laughs) Chappic. That's great. Just as I... Hey, kids, how about a little headline news? And now, the headline news. All right. First up, Disney Cruise Line extended cancellations on the Magic through July 2nd. Who didn't see that coming? Uh, The Dream and Fantasy are now canceled at least through June 18th. Who didn't see that coming? (laughs) Uh, Walt Disney World also began uh, canceling all the villain after hour events all the way into July. Ooh, that's not good. Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> uh, Walt Disney World president turns on uh, the Hollywood uh, Studios music for the park anniversary. That was very nice, Josh. Well, so what? Okay, so there's nobody in the parks and he turned on the music? He called the engineer and he said for the <clears throat> anniversary, he wanted to turn on the music for a while so that all the employees and fans could listen to it. And then they turned it back off. In Hollywood Studios? In the studios, yes. How can you listen to the music if you're not there? Is there like a, a cam? He, he They fed it through his audio. Oh, okay. Yeah. So on the video, you can hear the music playing. It was cute. It's okay. Great. It, it must be nice to be Josh. Hey, can you turn on the music for a <laughs> Hey, do me a favor. Give some fast passes to our friends. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm walking around the studios today doing some checks on some things. Could you just turn on the music? It's kind of boring in here. Yeah, quiet. 
<laughs> Help a brother out. Yeah. Put on some Snoop Dogg and some uh, Tupac. <laughs> now that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Disco Mickey. Anybody remember that album? Oh my God, I had that album. <laughs> I got it. I got the album. <clears throat> we should talk about that after this, but all right, let's go. Uh, so Disney removed all the theme park hours now through May 23rd. Listen, Yikes. just remove them until like June. We know we're not going back until at least then. That's true. And uh, apparently all construction has now been suspended at Walt Disney World uh, due to the pandemic. I, there's still a couple of things I saw going on when I was driving around, like right. some road stuff, not maybe in yeah. the parks, but out on the roads. So apparently not everything, but a good majority of it has stopped. Yeah, we drove uh, Osceola Parkway yesterday, and there there was like yeah, there was some stuff I, going on down there too on the roads. Yeah. I think there were like two cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was there anybody uh, stationed at the Star Wars hotel? Like normally, there was there's a security vehicle, but there's still somebody there. <laughs> there was there. They still don't trust anybody. Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've they've amped up the security there a little bit. Man, I got it. Somebody's making a paycheck. Uh, I also heard somebody posted on Facebook the other day uh, on World Drive, like heading towards the Magic Kingdom toll plaza. Uh, the sheriffs were giving out tickets for speeding. <laughs> <laughs> they need some kind of tax revenue. <laughs> That's right. There's nobody in the parks. Oh. Let's just give out tickets. That's the same thing as revenue, right? We get some money off that. The speed limit, but I'm going to be weaving. <laughs> well, listen, if, if it was me, they would have given me a ticket for reckless driving and speeding because I was driving not in a lane. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get out and take a picture at the sign? Yeah. Hell yeah. Good thing they didn't get you, buddy. Nobody's there. Well, fair enough. Uh, Anything else? Yeah. So the question I have for everybody is, uh, what if we did a uh, name that tune Disney style? I mean, I have a a ton of music that we could play. We might have to take that off of. We Facebook. can't do it on this, obviously. We have to do it on Zoom because yeah. Facebook would be like, uh, no. Yeah. Damn, it's a fly in here. Um. So let us know. Let us know in the chat, in the comments, or whatever. Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Whatever you want to do. Cool. Okay. Anything else? That's it. Now I'm done. Sweet. <laughs> Why don't you guys come find us over on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Disney Parks Podcast. And you can find us over at DisneyParksPodcast.com, which is all of our show archives and uh, as well as our blog posts. You can find all of our friends and sponsors like our good buddies, our main sponsor, uh, uh, Destinations to Travel. I should not look at the computer and talk at the same time. Destinations to Travel. uh, Come to DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash Destinations to Travel. If you want to take advantage of any uh, travel in the future, or if you want to try to get on that Amer- uh, amazing adventure by Disney, you can definitely jump on that there. And uh, hey, if you like to support the show, we would love to have you in the Patreon family. Come to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. And as we always like to say, once they reopen, if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks.
The Disney Parks podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. 